What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right. So for those not, I want to, let me make sure I can pronounce it correctly. Is it Blauhau? Yeah, it, it's Blue House, like, just like a Blue House. Okay. So I've been pronouncing it wrong, but for those not familiar with Blue House, can you give us the two sentence elevator pitch? The two sentence elevator pitch. <laughs> it's, uh, you put me on the spot there. It's like a rock and roll train with some Led Zeppelin with the blues, but with some more modern songwriting in it. And the live show is just going to be a powerhouse. I know we're in a weird predicament here in a weird part of history, but do you guys have live stuff planned out already? I'm actually flying out uh, to LA now at the end of August to film for jamming the band. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be performing in Miami and New York City in the coming month. So I'll be doing strategic shows uh, this year, kind of like to present the album. And probably we're looking at festivals and touring more into next year. Right. What's it going to feel like to get back on stage after all this time? Oh, it feels great. I mean, I've done it. I've done it with like cover shows and playing for other bands, not with such a new project and I just released the album uh, this past Friday August 6th mm-hmm. uh, but even playing that at the covers and for other artists just the feeling of, of of that spiritual connection you have when you play live and for people and, and it's just a great feeling you know and uh, I mean it's going to be even more powerful when I get out and actually start playing the songs that I've been writing for, for a few years right um, was there any kind of nerves or I don't know, excitement getting back on stage that last time? I mean, the first time? Uh, definitely excitement. I mean, I've been, I've been around. I, I did a couple of shows with my past band, Stone Giant. We did a bunch of festivals like Lollapalooza. You know, I've done every kind of show for 10,000 people, for 20 people in a pub in the middle of South Carolina. You know, I, I, I've i done that gigging life for, so I, I, I learned to control my nerves and, and transform them transform them into like a adrenaline, you know? Right. When you uh you've released so many records in the past, and when you've uh how would you compare re- releasing a record during this nonsense to the past? You had to work a lot harder to do this, right? I would say so. I mean I like you say it, it, no coming back now and how, how where it's going we still don't know um, so it's definitely a more challenging situation now I, I, I feel like you've got to be very on top of, of your digital strategies and, and, and just promote that album and and be patient you know because even though you see like Lola Palooza coming back at full capacity this past uh, weekend um, we still don't know where it's going or if there's going to be another pause hopefully 
on. Right. Uh, so it's kind of like that. I, I guess we got to be patient, you know, and, and, and we got to see that the light at the end of the tunnel that light, if life shows were powerful before, uh, before then, uh, they're going to be even more powerful now, right? Like the people... I've seen the, the video of Foo Fighters playing at Lola Chicago. Yeah. And, oh my God, right? The energy when, when Dave Grohl comes out and he plays times like this, starting the show. It's you, crazy. You can, feel it. you can feel it, like, even them, like, acknowledging that they're back, you know? Right. So. But even, I mean, the fans as well, everybody. Everybody was like, you know, it's like, the end of the world, and then it, this comes back again. It's, so it's it's a very powerful moment in history, and, and musicians have that responsibility of, of, of bringing that spirit back. So I'm, I'm expecting some some very exciting years. I hope you're right. Music in general. I hope you're right. I just think the music business is, uh, is has to evolve here, right? Because it's. I don't know if it's practical to do like the full album thing anymore. Everybody's doing this new model of like, you know, a single at a time or a single every six yeah, weeks. Yeah. Or... Exactly. Are you planning on doing yeah, anything yeah. like that or are you going to just stick with the full length? Well, I released, uh, I released three singles during the pandemic actually. Right. Uh, but going forward. And then I released, and then I released two singles, July, and then I released the full album. Right. Um, Moving forward, I mean, I, I just released the album, so I'll definitely be, like, promoting it for, for a full year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then we're looking at releasing more singles, maybe doing a few collaborations with some cool artists. Right. And then, and then you know, closer to, like, this date next year, I should be thinking of releasing the second album, and then right. that's how it goes. You, you, you go into the studio, you write, you produce, release an album then right. you go out and play it and then you do that on repeat until you want to quit <laughs> <laughs> right do you ever imagine you'd still be doing it after all these years yeah yeah I mean this is one of one of the main reasons why I decided to go for music I was very into sports as a kid I'm still am, I still am I was like very into soccer mm -hmm. but, but the moment that I realized that Soccer, you do it till you're 30, and music. I saw BB King play live with 83 years old. Yeah, you know, and 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 you see that it really has no. It might have an age for you to be like a like a young pop star Justin Bieber kind of situation, right? But but there's still a long a long road to go, you know. And I I can I see this like. Older dudes, like seventy-five, still touring. Oh yeah, look you at know, the Stones, I right? I, I definitely see myself, you know, like going all the way, and hopefully, we'll get another fifty years of, of music. <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. When you're uh, when you're writing, are you writing these songs for the song's sake, or are you writing a song for like how it's going to come across in front of an audience? Or a mood. Um, I used to write more like just jamming and like putting a bunch of riffs together. But over the years, um, I've been really studying songwriting. I did uh, songwriting at Berkeley College of Music. I uh -huh. was my major, so I really like think about it. I mean, 
I try to like not think about when I'm like jamming and, and writing a riff or, or, or writing a melody, but but I definitely put the songwriting aspects that I learned in into mind, you know, and and and, and just kind of write things like that. Uh, but it, it definitely happens naturally that, that you're writing and you might like a riff you're writing, and then you imagine yourself right. playing it live, you know, and that kind of excites you as well. Um, and then, and then you know, you go out and play live, or release the songs, and then and then people have their own interpretation of your music. Maybe the song that you that you thought it was going to be the song it ends up being another song, you know. Right. Or maybe you thought this riff was going to kill it live, but people don't react to it, you know. So so it's like a like a try and, and error situation. Right. Um. But yeah, for this album, I started. I released a solo album. I've always been in band situations at Democracy when, when it comes to writing. Um, so I wrote like 200 demos from early oh, really? 2019. Yeah, I mean, not not super finished and like all the lyrics, but just like 200 demos that would give me enough idea and riffs to then, to then come up with this 13-song album. So right. That, yeah, there, there's been a lot of thought into it. Wow, so you have more material for another album for the next cycle when you said like a year from now you'd be sitting on this. I mean, if I wanted, I, I could recycle some demos, but I'll probably write another new 200 demos right. for the second album. So that the, happens to me all the time. I write a full album, now I listen to it, and I'm like, okay, I, now I want to write something new and even better, you know? Do you find it difficult, or do you make a conscious effort to change... Uh, from record to record, so it's not to write the same stuff over again. Yeah, I mean, there's a point that you you you're writing so many demos and so many ideas that you end up repeating yourself, right? It, it, it's good to repeat yourself because repetition is definitely a, a good thing in songwriting, right. and you want some repetition when it comes to building your artistry. You know, like you hear an ACDC song, and right? You know sort of like your identity, band, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I always quote this, but I saw a very fun interview in Rolling Stone years ago, and they told Angus, so what are your thoughts about having 10 albums that sound the same? And his response was, uh, you're wrong. We have 11 albums that sound the same. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, but, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's those great players, you know. You hear Santana, okay, there's Santana, Right. Jimmy Page. Oh, Jimmy Page. So it's good to have your own repetition and your own sound so people like are aware instantly, oh, that's a Blue House song. You right. Know? But, but you definitely want to keep it keep it flowing and keep it fresh, even though like you're you're always going to recycle ideas. You know, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, and I, I guess you said it keeps with the identity and the, the brand as well, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word, but. Yeah, especially at the beginning, like, you don't want to throw out, like, a reggae album and then a pop album and then a jazz album. And right. Then, you know, once, once you're out there, you know, like, like going back to Foo Fighters, they just released the Bee Gees, right? The, the Bee Gees cover album, I, I don't know if you've heard it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, w when you're in that moment of your career, you can do whatever you want. Right. Right? Uh, but when you're, like, wanting to establish an identity, getting to know you for something, it's always better to just kind of concentrate 
uh, on the target, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So what's uh, what's next for Blue House? Well, now I gotta go out and, and, and promote and play this and play this album. You know, I'm I'm very excited to go out to go out and tour. I'm definitely kind of waiting on things to 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 cool off. You know, you're seeing the big acts like Guns N' Roses and all of them are just starting to come back. Right. Um, but yes, we're we're definitely looking into touring. Definitely looking into getting back to those major festivals, you know, when I, when I played Lollapalooza, I played Lollapalooza in Argentina and Chile back in 2016, mm-hmm. and that was a huge boost for, for the band that I was in, you know, so definitely situations like that right. uh, start triggering things. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I mean, what's coming is, is more music, shows, and, and it's just the beginning for Blue House. That's how I see it. That's beautiful. I can't wait to get back to your show. I still haven't. I know they're opening everywhere, but it, the timing has not been right yet, so I have not been to a show in a year and a half, and I'm dying. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll have your moment when you feel good for it. I'll, go, I'll even go see bluegrass music at this point. Anything live, I'll be happy with. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that will get you moving, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, 100% right. Anything that gets you going, and anything would get me going at this time. Anything live. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's a different experience. That's all I had on my list. Did I miss anything you wanted to cover? Um, no, no. Up to you, whatever you want to talk about. Thank you, my friend. Again, I apologize for the beginning. Hope that wasn't too bad. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You have a fantastic day. Good luck with the record and stay safe. Thank you very much, Bruce. All right, okay, be well. See you someday. Bye now. Bye. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.